a few minutes and then we'll go. But ha have you heard of Witch Talk? That is the poll that you see there. So vote, vote in the poll because I'm curious. I had never heard of Witch Talk until until this, until looking into things for tonight. And boy, was that interesting. I suppose would be the nice way of saying it. It was really disturbing. I sat, I sat in bed and went through witch talk with Kat. And it was, it was disturbing. That's the word. That's the, the most accurate word I could ever give it was, it was disturbing. It was unsettling. Sounds like regular TikTok. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's quite accurate. It really is interesting, though, man. If you if you've ever spent any time on TikTok, it's very interesting how their algorithm works. Because, I mean, I'd argue it's the best algorithm that's out there. It's the most unbiased algorithm that's out there. If you were to try to curate your YouTube algorithm on something that YouTube didn't agree with, you're not. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You could try to go down a flat earth rabbit hole. They're still not going to recommend what, what they otherwise would were it an unbiased algorithm. Whereas on TikTok, it's truly unbiased. Whatever you end up looking into the most, they'll give you more of it. Now, I would, I would argue slightly that the more negative it is or the more damaging to your psyche it is, the better the algorithm suits you. Because I, I think the purpose of TikTok is to derange the mind of Americans, but it's st it's still it's unbiased. They they give you exactly what you want, and they give you a hell of a lot of it. YouTube, Instagram, uh, Meta, Twitter or X is better now, but it's still not great algorithmically. It's just it's not the same. It's very interesting, man. May is good to see you. It's very, very interesting. All right, I think we're gonna we're gonna roll right into this. So, welcome. <laughs> I'm just imagining the responses from Witch Talk. We're gonna go through Witch Talk together tonight, in case you were wondering. But, uh, but welcome, welcome, welcome. Tonight we're talking about sorcery, witchcraft spells stuff like that if you want to call into the stream because you feel like you have something to add or you just want to talk crap about anything that we're going over tonight or really really whatever if you want to come on through voice you can come on through discord all of you i know are already in discord but for those who are watching the recording later you can get into discord by using the link that is pinned in the live chat I will also, it's also in the description of the video, and I'll also post it as the pinned comment in the regular comment section after this live is over. But if you decide to come on next week, should you be someone who's watching the recording right now, get in the Discord and then come down to this little section right here that's got the red dot, says streams and lives. You just click the event voice, and then once you're in there, mute yourself, and then you're good to go. Let me know in YouTube chat that you're there, and then we'll we'll let you come on and give your piece. There's that. Now, the first thing to just kind of look at is First Chronicle ten thirteen. 
I have one, two, three, four, five different translations, aka five different interpretations of this same verse. So we're all going to have to listen very closely. There are slight variations, but it's substantial, and you'll understand why. So 1 Chronicles 10, 13. So Saul died for his trespass, which he committed against Jehovah, because of the word of Jehovah, which he kept not. And also for that, he asked counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire. Another translation says this. So death came to Saul because of the sin which he did against the Lord, which is because of the word of the Lord, which he kept not. And because he went for directions to one who had an evil spirit. Another translation says this. Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord and hadn't followed the Lord's word. He even consulted a medium for guidance. Another one says this. So Saul died for the transgression he committed against Adonia because of the word of Adonia that he did not keep and because he sought the counsel of a spirit. And the last one. And Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he committed against Jehovah because of the word of Jehovah, which he kept not, and also for having inquired of the spirit of Python, asking counsel of it. So what are the key differences between all of these? It's in the ending. It's in the ending. He counseled. So the first one said this. He said he asked counsel of one that had a familiar spirit. The next translation said, because he went for directions to one who had an evil spirit. Another translation said, he even consulted a medium for guidance. Another one said, he sought the counsel of a spirit. So neither not negative nor positive, that interpretation. And the last one was also having inquired of the spirit of Python, asking counsel of it. This is one of 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 a lot of verses like this. This is one of those things that I harp on constantly about why uh, hate me or love me. The Bible is not to be trusted. And the the reason is because we are all English speakers. We are all English readers. I, I would assume most of you don't know how to read Hebrew in this case, but also in the Greek case and the New Testament case, don't know how to read Greek. So we're getting this all secondhand. And this is just a really good example of just how wildly different the interpretations can be. That is not a small difference. Those are wildly different. Some are neutral, some are negative, some are positive, and then one is very specific with the spirit of Python. Just a good example of why, no, you don't just trust the word of God. Okay, which word? Which translation? Which dude's opinion of what the verse actually says? This is the kind of crap that aggravates the hell out of me and why going to mainstream Christianity for any kind of answers is asinine. It's absolutely ridiculous because 99% of them are English speakers only. They're English readers only. And so they're giving you just whatever translation they grew up on or whatever translation fancies them or honest, if we're being straight, whatever translation they have an easier time reading is the translation most Christians gravitate towards. And that includes pastors, that includes theologians who don't know the original languages. Beyond all that, which is 100% beside the point, the last one there about inquiring the spirit of Python. What is a Python spirit? Now, this is open also to interpretation to some degree, but this is a good aggregate answer. A spirit of Python 
is a witchcraft operation coming against your spiritual walk. It desires to silence and suffocate the voice of the prophetic, and since we are called to be a prophetic generation, it wants to silence you. On one occasion, as we went to the place of prayer, a servant girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her, this is a quote, by the way, I apologize. Let me restart. This is a quote now from the Bible. On one occasion, as we went to the place of prayer, a servant girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. That's out of Acts 16. It's verse 16 through 17. The verse ghost was first Chronicles 10, 13. And if you end up looking it up electronically and you don't mind just dropping it in the comments, what your translation says, I I blew it and I didn't save what translations I use to pull these from. So I apologize about that, but I have five. I have five. So whatever you end up pulling up from whatever translation you use, if you want to drop it in the comments, I'll compare it and see if I have that one as one of these five. But that's that's a very quick, super quick, super quick and very much aggregated answer of what the spirit of Python is. It's a it's believed to be. A, a python spirit, the reason they call it python is because what does a python snake do? It squeezes, it suffocates its prey, right? So a python spirit is a witchcraft operation coming against your spiritual walk. The desire is to silence and suffocate the voice of the prophetic. Other interpretations will tell you that it's it's because that's very specific to prophecy, right? It's It's to suffocate and silence the voice of the prophetic because we are a prophetic generation. The other more broad explanations are just that the the spirit of python is it's witchcraft that is initiated by humans so tapping into that evil part of spirituality and it's to suffocate or silence you in any way so to to suffocate and silence your personal spiritual walk to suffocate and silence uh maybe you were meant to talk to somebody about something and then you chose not to out of fear or whatever it can manifest in many different ways is the theory right that's the idea and we get it from scripture. It's one of those things, though, like we talk about a lot, where things that were highly spiritual in nature from the original text in the original languages have been heavily removed. And this spirit of Python is one of them. You can find it in a lot of older manuscripts. You can't really find it in any modern translation. So I'm talking like NIV, ESV. Uh, NASB, like the major translations that people use, they've completely excluded it from what I was able to find. Somebody could, you know, check me if I'm wrong about that. But from what I was able to find, the concept of spiritual Python has been removed. It's gone. Doesn't exist anymore in our modern translations. The word divination in Greek is referred to as a Python. A Python spirit in the spiritual realm or it would create a it would create or would correlate to a python snake in the natural that's that's the idea it comes from the greek now that's one side of this right that's strictly spiritual strictly then you move into the other side of kind of what we're talking about tonight and that's something we've brushed on in other uh, other streams we've talked about it is pharmakia, which is where we get our word pharmacy from. And I feel like Christians have kind of taken that 
and run with it. The the idea of pharmakia as solely negative. It's only negative, which is, I mean, it's it's just not accurate, right? There's there's facets to it. Their context matters. It's it's important. So I think there are really three questions within pharmakia. One is about translation. One is about the practice of medicine. And one is about really interpretation for the modern day, for today. So first, translation. The word pharmakia is very much like our word for drugs, which most people know by now. TikTok has made a lot of people aware of it that were not previously aware of it. That is, it can refer to many things. When I use the word drugs, I can be referring to Tylenol, which can be purchased over the counter, or to prescription drugs, which require oversight from a physician. But I can also be referring to illegal drugs, such as meth or heroin or something, you know, not legal and arguably demonic, but we won't go down that path, which I'm referring to will depend entirely on the context. That's the most important part. Context matters. We've demonized this word pharmakia kind of unjustified. It's kind of unjustified. When someone uses the word drugs, they have a specific meaning in mind rather than all three of those meanings, primarily because they're they're contradictory. They don't work together. So the word pharmakia is is much the same in that it has these ranges of meanings and context is what helps us differentiate what the hell someone's talking about. It can refer also to magic, and that's the primary context within the Bible, specifically within the New Testament. But it also does refer within the Bible to medicine or what might be called the healing arts. And you can find some context about what the healing arts are in the Greek English lexicon. It does not refer to both of these things at the same time because they contradict each other. It depends entirely on context. In the New Testament, the word pharmakia occurs a total of three times in most translations. That's Galatians 5, 19 through 21, Revelation 9, 21, and Revelation 18, 23. Each time, it's translated in English as either sorcery or magic. And it is something that is spoken of in only negative context. The translators have chosen that definition because of the context, not because of the word itself alone without context. They had to have the context to make that educated decision. This does not mean that every possible definition of the word pharmakia, however, is is negative because it is not. It totally depends on the context. So that's one. Two or second. Is the practice of medicine condemned within the New Testament? No, not at all. There are two verses that point to a positive view of the practice of medicine. Quote, those who are well have no need of a physician. Those who are sick, dot, 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 Matthew 9, 12, Mark 2, 7, Luke 5, 13. Context says that is a positive reference to it. Why say that the sick have need of a physician if medicine is condemned? It doesn't contextually make any sense. Also in Colossians 4.14, it brings greetings from Luke, the physician. A little bit looser, right, for the argument, but all the same, it's there and it's something valid to bring up. Why would Luke's profession as a physician be mentioned at all if it was viewed as inappropriate or tantamount to sorcery? It wouldn't. This, This means 
There are uses of the term. There are uses of medicine that are not sorcery. They're not considered sorcery, at least seemingly so through the context of the Bible. The New Testament certainly recognizes that healing can occur in other ways besides through the care of a physician. Obviously, we have a lot of references of that. Jesus is presented as the quintessential healer. That was kind of a big part of who he was. Both Mark and Luke tell a story about a woman who had been ill for many years and who had seen many physicians, none of whom were able to help her. You can read about that in Mark 5.26 and Luke 8.43. This does not condemn, condemn the medical profession. Rather, it describes the desperate state of the woman. So again, positive context, just some examples. And then third, the interpretation for today. Healing is obviously a very complex process because you can look at it kind of from a spiritual angle and you can look at it more of a, I guess I'll, I'll call it secular angle. But in reality, it's all spiritual. Most any physician today would agree that 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 it can either be a negative thing or a positive thing. Right? Because it's still just context. What is the context? What is the specific drug? What is the reason for using it? What are the intentions? Today, when you hear the term drugs, it's usually just due to society seen as a negative thing. The point I'm trying to get across is that pharmacia is not a negative thing. It can be a negative thing. And just incidentally, the uses of it within the New Testament, they're mostly in a negative context. So Christians have really tried to like gravitate towards this idea that pharmacia is all negative. And it's just not. It's just not. But the, the parts in the Bible that talk about it, they are. So those are things to just keep in mind. Pharmacia is related directly to sorcery if the New Testament is your place of context or your, your, where you're pulling it from. Sorcery also within the occult, right? That's something I don't want to get super deep into tonight because that's, that's hours and hours in and of itself. And that's something that I think Kat wants to do with me. Go straight into the occult. Just talk about that because it, it's deep. It's deep. And for those of you who don't know, when I was younger, I got to see some occult stuff firsthand. I got to see some Satanistic stuff firsthand. And it's it's something. It's something. So at, at some point, we'll, we'll dedicate a full episode to just occult practices. But sorcery within that context is the practice of malevolent magic. Derived from casting lots as means of divining the future in the ancient Mediterranean world, some scholars distinguish sorcery from witchcraft by noting that it is learned rather than intrinsic. And that's kind of an important thing if this is something that you care to learn about or that you're going to look into. So I'm going to read it again. Many scholars distinguish sorcery from witchcraft by noting that it is learned rather than intrinsic. Important note. Other scholars, noting that modern witches claim to learn their craft, suggest that sorcery's intent is always evil and that of witchcraft can be either good. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I read that right. Other scholars, noting that modern witches claim to learn their craft, suggest that sorcery's intent is always evil and that of witchcraft can be either good or bad. In the early Christian era, the term was applied to any magician or wizard 
But by the Middle Ages, only those who allegedly practiced magic intended to harm others. In Western popular culture and in Western children's literature in particular, the sorcerer often assumes a more positive guise. That was an interesting cultural shift. If you, again, if, you, if this isn't something you've looked into, a lot of this will probably be new. But it, it did start as a very much totally negative thing, almost. And then there was a point, specifically in the Western world, when we started to cultivate this concept of witches and sorcery and spells and everything that we're talking about tonight within popular culture, pop culture, and children's literature. And then the sorcerer oft the sorcerer was essentially turned into something that was positive, which can't be that surprising because that's what our society has done with everything that's negative. Think about, I mean, literally anything. Think about literally anything. Drugs in many ways have become positive, like bad drugs have become positive. We're, we're supporting that in places like San Francisco. Think about the way we view sex now. What used to be, you know, deplorable behavior, and I'm not talking about homosexuality or anything. I'm saying like no regard or respect for our bodies and the privacy of them and, and that sexual intercourse is a special thing. These are things that have just been bastardized by society. That is my point. The sorcerer has traditionally been feared in part because of his supposed knowledge of the occult and especially because of his understanding of poisons. Indeed, in the 13th, 14th century, most trials for witchcraft involved deaths attributed to malevolent magic, but which were probably caused by poisoning. In a famous case in 1324 in Ireland, Lady Alice Kiteller was charged with performing magical rites, having sexual intercourse with demons, attempting to divine the future, and poisoning her first three husbands, which just poisoning her first three husbands. What does that mean? That means there were more. She just only poisoned the first three. Wild. Okay. In the Malaeus Maleficarum, and there's no way I'm saying that right, but that's 1486, and in English, the Hammer of Witches, the famous witch hunter's manual, Dominicans, Henrik Kramer, and Jacob Springer associated the practice of sorcery with a group of witches who allegedly practiced Satanism. Forever, there has been a pretty dramatic tie between things like sorcery and Satanism or, or the practice of occult. As a result of their work and that of others in the 13th through the 15th century, witchcraft was understood as a Christian heresy and sorcery, like the practice of magic in general, was believed to be an integral part of witches' dealings with the devil. So there's a whole bunch of information. That's all I have for that. I'm going to read the comments real quick, and then we're going to go into witch talk together, and we're going to talk about it. If anybody does want to come on, I, I just realized there wasn't in the event voice. So if, if you want to come on, just join the voice channel, and then let me know in, in YouTube so I can have it go to the stream, because right now it's turned off. All right. The divination spell sorcery. Nothing happens until somebody sells something. Fred Maltley. What is that from, Mikkel? Nothing happens until somebody sells something. What was that pulled from? 
forked tongues, double speak. Yeah, for the serpents. Because toads wouldn't want them to. Oh my god. I'm confused. The original snake at the garden spoke truth. Quite. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Maybe negative in context, but agreed for sure. Truth in veiled context or calculated omission. That they would know good or bad, and they become familiar with bad as consequence of their orals X. And then they were awful parents that raised adulterous kids. <laughs> Every institution is touched by duality, good chemicals, bad chemical. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, yes, virtually everything, right? Virtually everything, if not literally everything. It does go both ways. Is there already an argument in the chat? Must mean she had something good going on or she knew how to draw the dumb ones up. Oh my God, Ghost really saying what I was thinking. Did I... Did we delete something that hurt somebody's feelings? Don't do that. Just let it ride. And if somebody gets their feelings, their feelings hurt, that's a them problem, in my opinion. But yeah, interesting stuff. All right, so here's what we're going to do now. We are going to go into Witch Talk together. This is the part I'm very excited about. Because it's disturbing. Extremely. You guys, let me know if the volume for the witchy people is too loud. And I will turn it down. But this is... This is Witch Talk. If you would like to do any research yourself into Witch Talk... Go to TikTok and search Witch Talk. You'll have no problems. It's going to pop right up. So here you go. Signs you're a natural born witch. Oh, sorry guys. Hold on. Children and animals are drawn to you. You love nature and being immersed in it. Your intuition is insanely... Oh, Your intuition is insanely accurate, borderline psychic abilities. You hate large crowds. They bring a lot of anxiety and feel drained after. And five, you've always been drawn to the supernatural and paranormal. You're extremely sensitive to other people's energies, auras. People confide in you frequently. You find that people you don't know well tell you personal things about them. And that's it for her. So here, here's my question on that one. Yeah, nobody deleted anything. Because I can see that. It shows that to me. So Gordon, nobody deleted anything. I looked through the chat. There, I get a notice if somebody deletes something. There is no notice. So let's all just chill. Let's all chill and go through witch talk because that's way more important than bickering in the chat. How about that? The, these are all things. Everything she said. These are all things that like a very large portion of the population experiences. So if this is accurate, then a lot of people are witches. A lot of people are witches. The day he left me was the day that I died. And I was reborn as a witch. I'm going to make you watch this one again. This is TikTok. As a witch. 
More. Things that just make sense in my witchy house. Doorways are a portal and can collect a lot of unwanted energy. To keep my space free and clear, I give them a good moon water bath, and then you'll find selenite sticks and tourmaline pieces on every single doorway. These help keep that unwanted energy out and allows for the good vibes to flow through. Even your pets will notice the difference. Things that just make sense in my witchy house. Yeah, Mystic, you're right, actually. So on the music ones, I'm, I'm probably going to mute it. I think you get a certain amount of seconds, though. As long as it's short enough, I think they don't strike you. So this this girl does what? She puts salt around the door. Doorways are portals and collect a lot of energy. Are doorways portals? That's a good question. As a contractor, we put doors all over the place, right? We, we install doors all over the place. Does that mean we're installing portals to another realm? I'm a pretty spiritual guy. I believe in a lot of spiritual stuff. And I, I think there are connections we can make to other realms, right? I, you guys are aware of that. I believe that. And may, maybe someone will tell me something or teach me something that'll, that'll make me change my mind. But for now, I think this shit is ridiculous. I think it's totally ridiculous. You're going to rub salt, wet salt around a door and use moonstones on top of the door because they are portals. So how here here's a thought. This lady hires our company to come into her house and build build a, an addition, okay? That requires a framing, a new wall, and a doorway. So if we do that, am I literally creating a doorway to another realm? I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know. I could be, I could be, but I'm going to assume not. So stuff like this to me is just asinine. It's ridiculous. It's silly. It's kind of funny, um, but it's also kind of sad because it's like, what, why do you believe that? Where does that actually come from? And if you look into some of these things, yeah, Kip is crying. If you look into some of these, it looks good now. All right. Well, we'll just have to go with lower quality. Who cares? Man, what the hell? All right, I got to try to figure that out. It can't be the network, man. I, I pay ridiculous amounts of money for our internet. All right, well, let's uh, let's try. We shall see. Well, I guess while you guys are here, you guys want anything to throw out before I take us back down the witch talk? That's what happened. So something, man. I'm glad everybody knew to go to Discord, though. Let's let's all make an agreement right now. If this keeps becoming a problem or if we drop the stream, I'm just going to say screw it if I can't get it back up in like a minute and just go to Discord and we'll just continue there. Because this is uh, OK, this is I got to figure it out. I got to see if maybe it is my network. I just can't imagine how that's possible, but we'll get it sorted out. But while y'all are unmuted, uh, anything, anything to throw out. Otherwise, we'll go back down the rabbit hole. I was going to say something about Susan Wojcicki, but I probably shouldn't know. Nah, screw it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's a witch, yo. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it. God. All right, let me see. My wife, we were just talking, talking to her while I was using the bathroom about the Bible study going on tonight. And she was, like I said, she was Wiccan. 
and all the stuff we were talking about. She's like, you know what? I need to go find anything else that might be and burn that shit. I was like, yeah, you probably should. Do. <laughs> she is Wiccan, or she was Wiccan. Used to. She used to be. Okay. When I first met her, when I first met her, she had like witch books and everything. And I was like, really? All right, I'm, 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 I, I, I can work with this and get you away from this. In my head, I was like, this is bad juju. But she wasn't actively practicing. It's just kind of like the people in her life brought her into it. And she yeah. really didn't have anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's then for everybody I've met who's like a part of that type of stuff. It's it's always been in my experience, which is totally anecdotal, but it's 100 percent of the time in my experience been like their their parents, their mom or like one of their friends. And that's how they got into it. It's not I've never heard a story of somebody being like, Oh, I had a personal revelation outside of any, you know, outside influence. It's it's always like a which you could say the same thing about most major religions. But there's also a lot of stories about like some kind of personal revelation, like they saw something or they heard something or had a dream or I don't know. Totally anecdotal, though. Totally anecdotal. All right. Anything else from you guys here? Otherwise, uh, go ahead and mute yourself. We'll go through witch talk and then I'm sure we'll all have something to say about that because it it is wild. Yeah, I got a nugget for later, but I want to see these crazy witch talks. Okay. I mean, I literally came from witch talks. So in all honesty, this isn't crazy to me. This is all normal. So like you came prior to Christianity or what? Yeah. I mean, the past like two, three years, like this was all the stuff I was into. Remember? I remember. So I didn't know you were specifically in the witchy part of TikTok, though. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, hopefully you can uh, you can maybe you can kind of narrate some of this after the fact and explain it, because some of it just goes straight over my head. I have no idea what the hell they're doing. Like this girl is a good example. So maybe after this, I'll pause. And if you know what the hell she's talking about, then you can jump in. TikTok, go to YouTube. Now that it is working, get off TikTok. You're not going to be able to see anything. All right, so I'll restart this. You're probably wondering, it says, why I'm using a mirror in my ritual here. I find that mirror work is incredible. And I've seen a lot of other people talk about this. So I love to incorporate it into my rituals. Now there is a reason for it. I feel like it amplifies things just like, you know, clear quartz does. And also I find it reflects back to me. No shit. It's a mirror. So if I'm doing something, releasing ritual or something like I'm trying to remove blockages, the mirror is really good for reflecting back to me. It's what they do. It's what they do best. What I need to work on, give it a try and see if it changes your rituals. So one question I kind of have, and it's rhetorical unless somebody actually knows the answer. um, What rituals are those? Is... Like this, what this reminds me of, and I don't mean to be an asshole when I say this, I mean it genuinely. Does anybody remember the SpongeBob where SpongeBob and Patrick did the bear circle? They drew the circle in the sand because the sea bear was like going to come and attack them. But if you drew a circle around, you know what I'm talking about? You draw a circle around you, you're safe from the sea bear. That's all I think of when I see this. But I genuinely am curious though. Like I, I wish we had somebody who knew about this stuff. Like deeply, Tatiana, if you're here and you know what this is, or Kat, I guess, but um, I wish this could be explained to me because I'm I'm genuinely curious, like what each thing means, what each thing does, because she got the little bowls. 
She got pine cones. She got some dandelion. I have a thought about it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I think technology has advanced so far to the point where people like, okay, I don't understand how that works. So I'm going to basically revert back to monkey and just do silly things that I read in a book somewhere that did have a meaning at one point, but have become so bastardized that it's just turning into this new kind of silly. Yeah, that's my take, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. Yeah, I think that's probably a big part of it. Go ahead, Mystic. Um, I don't know about the, I was going to call those acorns. Oh my gosh. The pine cones and the flowers, whatever. I don't know about those, but clear quartz is for protection and healing. And then this, oh my gosh, I don't know what's around it, but it's like for clarity and to like, I don't know, since it's on top of a mirror, it's to project all of those things and then like to bring it back to you so that you can like, I don't know, through this she'll have more protection and more healing. So that explain, I think think that's what that's about. Okay. So, so clear quartz, I I've heard that, you know, it provides protection. Why? That's I've never got a straight answer. Thank you, Joe. Why? Why? Yeah, I don't, (laughs) I don't know. So that's, so that's, and not at all towards you at not 1% towards you, but that's kind of my issue with like the new age shit. And again, no different. Than with Christians, when I ask them questions and they have no idea, but they say they believe it and they'll die for it. If if you don't know why, then why the hell do you believe it? Like that's 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 these are the same people that will talk shit about Christians just growing up in the faith and therefore believing it and not knowing really what they believe. Are these same people who say clear quartz provides protection? Why? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so. It's no fucking different. It's the same thing. It's it's humans just being ignorant and being okay with being ignorant. If you're going to believe in something and if you're going to light fires on mirrors in the middle of your very nice living room or entryway, you should know why. Otherwise, it's it's just weird, I guess, is the nice It's just superstition at that point or it's like kind of like uh, cultural masturbation. It's like, yes. look at what we can do. We're special. Yes. Um. And I also think if someone can't articulate their beliefs, it's a sign of brainwashing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's the first sign. Absolutely. I talk about all the time with the church, all the time. If you question somebody about what they believe, there are, there are ways to express, like, like, I don't have answers for all sorts of crap, but I can at least express, like, my train of thought. Like, why, why even if I don't know why, I can explain why I don't know. I've looked into this. Show the math. Quite, exactly. Basically. Yeah. Show the freaking math, dude. Um, yeah. The only, yeah, the only thing, like the only logical reason or defense for them is whenever they use herbs and stuff like that, like that, I think she's holding a bay leaf and those are for protection. And sometimes I think like the, with the herbs specifically, like those are like, I'm into like other herbalism and stuff. Those are actual like you can use those for medicine and they can actually physiologically help you in some way. And so I'm wondering if like they take that and then turn it into like, Oh, it can also through this, it can also do something for your spirit or whatever, you know? So right. Yeah. And I mean, I get that thought for sure. I, I think you still end up in a very similar pace of like baselessness. Cause yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like I'm big into herbs too for medicine and, and whatnot, but like, burning it that's just ritualistic you know unless you're like smoking yeah, it but yeah, she's not really. smoking yeah it. and even that you could argue like uh, i doubt there's any 
any peer-reviewed study explaining that smoking There's bays. probably a stoner out there that's tried to smoke oh. Bays, so. oh, oh, there definitely <laughs> All is. of these work. There's and all the other herbs, uh, for that matter. There's no question. No question. I mean, when I get sniffly, I don't burn Benadryl. Like, there's an application <laughs> for these things. <laughs> no, you snort. No. Okay. Good point. Yeah, you snort Benadryl, right? You, you could. You got, Oh, there are definitely people who do. Right. All right. I love this one because it ends in a very comical fashion. Right, it says, uh, if you are a witch, prove it. And for anybody who's listening later and not watching this, it's a girl who, in my opinion, kind of looks like Amy Winehouse, but like a less beautiful version. Not that this woman is not attractive, but Amy Winehouse was gorgeous. <laughs> if, you, if you are a witch, prove it. She's staring at a candle and then the candle slowly goes out. And she she smirks a little crooked smile. Now we have uh, a man with a beard and slight gauges who is rubbing some kind of, I don't know if it's water or some kind of oil. It's not oil. It's not thick enough, but something on the candle lights a candle. Now he's looking at it, mocking her and uh, the candle goes out in similar fashion. I assume the point of this is just to show that it's bullshit. Um, Maybe that's my cynical perspective, but. That is what it seems. It's just that there's always an explanation for things like this, you know? Always. Always. <laughs> yeah. Always. So, yeah, I mean, that one's pretty cut and dry. This I thought was very funny, too. Um, and just so everybody knows, I, I saved probably like 100 of these. And then I had to go back and delete most because otherwise we would have been here all day. But it just goes on and on and on. And it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier. But some of them, in all honesty, was like it was kind of interesting. If for no other reason than to kind of see, to just watch the brainwashing and watch people kind of fall in line and just go through these same rotation. And again, no different than Christians, in my opinion, they do the exact same thing. It's no different. But this one says, if you're a beginner witch, you need this. She's got a mason jar. It's raining heavily outside. She's collecting the rainwater. She's putting the cap on. Says stormwater, harder the storm, the stronger the water. And then she takes the cap off and then she dumps it out. So I think it says she's cleaning the jar. She's filling it back up. She's got a nice hula hoop right there. Stormwater is excellent for powerful spells, grounding and protection on account of its strength. Filled the jar back up. And I believe she dumps it out yet again. It's literally like coming off of her. It's like runoff. Like it's like water off her roof. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) dirty roof water. That's that's uh, that's what um, when you do not clean the gutters at your house, that's what happens. She's collecting dirty gutter water. Uh, She spills some of it out. She puts the cap on and then she shakes it up. From its ability to wash away, it can also be used in banishing or cleansing spells. She's taking the lid off and then she dumps it out again. Do you not need to keep it to use it? Now she's collecting more dirty gutter water. Nah, bro. The universe knows or whatever (laughs) they say. (laughs) All right. She's got a full this time. It can be used to make rose water, holy water, charge water, and weather spells. What is mystic? Do you know what is holy water within a witch context? I I don't know. I don't know. I think no. it's pretty much the same. Like, interesting. That car has hydraulics on it. That's funny. <laughs> Good observation. 
I think this I just, time she keeps I, it. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. It's just things like this. I It always made me feel like they just don't believe that their intentions and words are enough. Like they don't actually have the faith that no, even if they're praying to whoever, that it's not enough, that they have to physically do this. So yeah. it just proves that they don't even have enough to believe in what they are, what they're actually doing, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Totally agree. That's a good point. It's a very good point. All right. Here, uh, hopefully it doesn't have. Everybody's so. Yeah, I think we're safe. All right. One sec. Everybody's so witchy. Let's clean that jar with some smoke. That looks good. We're going to add salt for luck. Salt and rice for luck. And some bay leaves for luck. I can't hear the video. No? No, not on this. I would have to turn up the... I'll mute myself. Okay, I'll I'll narrate as well. I'll narrate because she does talk very softly. Everybody's so witchy. Everybody's so witchy. Let's clean that jar. Let's clean that smoke. jar with that some smoke. Good. That looks good. Gonna add salt. Gonna add luck. some salt for luck. Salt and rice. Gonna add some rice for luck. For luck. And, and some some bay leaves. Bay leaves for luck. For luck. Some rope. And some rope. You see how you would never use that for luck, but we're doing it anyway because everyone is so witchy. And she said, now. What did she say? Shit. Everyone is so witchy. She's basically just mocking them. Okay. This is another one that outside of the mocking nature, I, I'm i curious. Like, wh- why? What is it? And it looks like she's got another jar back here and several over here. And then she's pouring wax on it. I don't know if, like, the purpose of that is to seal it or, like, a wax stamp back in the day, like Games of Thrones style. I don't. I don't know. Mystic, do you have any insight on this? That's just like a little... Uh, I don't know. It's like... it. It is a spell type thing. Like, it's all the same. Like, it's all... That's like a manifestation type of thing where each piece that you put in it uh, represents something. And then whenever you seal it off, it's like praying it, like putting it out into the universe. Um, that's like as ah. basic as I like. That's like as basic as I know. Like I don't really. I was never really like did all that because that's okay. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I mean that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, interesting, man. When I I, I got to be honest, I have a very um, childish picture of spells in my head. I grew up on World of Warcraft, so when I think of spells, I just think of World of Warcraft. So I need. This is one of my favorite. That's something I need to work on. All right, this is uh, Baby Witch Tips. Nice name. This is one of my favorite witch tips <laughs> to use. Take some clean eggshells and go ahead and crush them up. Crush eggshells up eggshells. Really strong protection. Okay, this this is the thing. And I tried to talk about this with Kat. She says eggshells have really strong protection. <laughs> Every ingredient is a protection <laughs> ingredient. <laughs> Why? It really is, though. Why? I don't know. Because, because the shell protects the baby egg. It's, it's, I mean, that's a good tie. That would make sense. It's the only thing that makes any goddamn sense. But at the same yeah. time, there's a million, the quartz, the guy, cat could probably help. But there's, it seems like everything, everything is some kind of protective shield. And like, at the and why? 
why on top of just why the hell are eggs protective eggshells protective also like if you're a witch and you have this this different this special tie with the spiritual realm and you're able to conjure spells and heal with basil leaves and jars covered with wax why do you need so much protection like can't you protect yourself isn't isn't part of being a witch the ability yeah i think that the whole thing is like being a witch is do um actually going out and like doing all of these spells and like the protect like all that stuff and whenever like they believe that whenever you tap into this and whenever you tap into those spirits then all of the dark energy and all of the dark spirits are going to come at you but like they're not going to come at you unless you're being a witch so the majority of the stuff they do is protection so so do these people not believe that I'll call them normal people but people who are not witches do they not believe that normal people are plighted by negative spiritual energy or in, or negative spiritual entities? And like only if you're a super special witch on TikTok that you need to protect yourself from like demon-esque type entities? Like is that is that the general belief that normies are unaffected, I guess? No, I don't think so. I honestly I think it is like super fair to compare it to the difference between regular people having bad experiences and stuff and then pastors or people being under severe like spiritual attack i think that's like a good comparison because they're actually tapping into these spirits and they're actually getting their attention so they're going to get a lot more attention from them you know okay so so i guess another point of clarification which is are not inherently negative or evil. No. They're more like, I've always seen them as like, I guess, medians. Like they're a vessel that has faith in the things that they use, like their um, spells and all of that. And they just communicate with the spirits and they try to just, I guess, get a positive like future going for themselves as well because they because a lot of it can also be future telling too with the spirits right so it's not like they're inherently out trying to like the wicked witches with their cauldrons like Ugh. mustering up all of the crazy demonic spirits like that's not like inherently what this is like at all okay and then they sound like hypochondriacs with extra steps yeah that's pretty you know what i mean that's, that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good. Okay, let me let me think. So so if you're a witch, if you're a witch, you're more prone to the other realm. So I guess in in that same idea, do they believe I guess in general, do witches of this age, do they believe that the spirits that they're interacting with are only dead people or do they believe they're also interacting with a realm of entities that were never on this earth were never in this reality um they definitely i don't know it could be different i don't know a lot of people have different beliefs like that and a lot of sure. i don't know yeah. but i've the majority i've seen they believe that they're talking to actual spirits of gods like a huge thing that i saw trending on tiktok after 
thankfully your TikTok yanked me out of it back in like <laughs> February or whatever, was it everybody was trying to do deity work and they were trying to be led by or communicate with like the god um, Hecate or something like that. I forgot. Or like the god ah. Hera or like, or um, Aphrodite, stuff like that. They were all trying to be led by them. And then oh. through like, yeah, so that's, those are the types of spirits that they try to talk to and communicate. Okay. All right. That was, that was wildly enlightening, actually. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right. And hey, I'm sorry. I'm putting a lot of pressure on you, Mystic. So just thank you very much for trying. Because I, <laughs> no, yeah, okay. I don't assume you are like the all-knowing witch, but hopefully, you know, you've already added a lot of context. And that was, that was very enlightening, actually. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. So thank you. This All right. We didn't finish the eggs. Use. Take some clean eggshells and go ahead and crush um, them. Joe? Yeah. My mom has opinions on the eggs. No. Um, nope. I agree. Nope. I don't disagree. Yeah, she just needs to unmute herself. She's muted from her end. I didn't tell her that because I wasn't ready for her to annihilate all of us. Okay, well, me, let, no, 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 pause, 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 pause. Let's watch the okay. egg thing. Let's watch this first. And then let's have her pop in after. So she, she's got the rest of the context. Okay, so eggshells obviously provide protection. That's where we are. Eggshells and go ahead and crush them up. Eggshells have really strong protection. You want to mix in your incense ash. and whatever. You got to mix in incense ash. Whatever salt of your preference. And add salt and it, and it becomes a super strong black salt. Oh God, now I remember this cat. Okay. And this creates a really strong black salt. Follow if you love witchy things. Uh, so eggshells and then um, well, she had salt and now it's strong black salt. I don't think that's how black salt is made. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. You're totally not wrong. Okay, right on. Glad to hear it. All right, so uh, Mothership, if you would like to unmute yourself, you're muted from your end. So you just, you got to hit the little microphone thingy. Kat, you might need to assist your mother. Sweet heavens. Mom, if you just tap the screen where you can see all of the squares with everybody's cute little faces on it, a little thingy is going to pop up. And it's ah, have a microphone. She got oh, it. God first, bless. first, I had to find the speaker button. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell us about the eggs. Eggs are just like everything else. It's the energy. It's a protective vessel. But you mean it like literally though, right? Because like in that, like, an eggshell literally protects the chick. It does, yeah. So witchcraft is pretty much just, like, it, it's the energy. It's using the energy to do things. It's modifying the energy. It's directing the energy and using the available energy of the objects. If the eggshell has a protective energy, then you literally, you can use it Oh, you cut out. You said literally you could use it and then it yes. cut off. Okay, so so then I guess in the same note, can anything that has that kind of energy be used then? What if like what if a piece of wood has a yes. protective energy to it? Yes, well think of Palo Santo, the holy wood. 
it's protective. Oh shit, that was a bad example. Uh, uh -huh. what, what about, what about Wait, I, got, I got one. Okay, uh, good. Thank you. If Go. we don't have eggs and we don't have wood lying around, can we use like drywall dust? That's good. <laughs> you can if it was charged with positive protective energy. And so, how do you do that? Do you have to be a witch? And then the witches no, do that? No, this is what everybody thinks that the witch is something, oh, it's supernatural that not everyone, everyone can, can manipulate energy. Yeah, exactly. That's like, that's what I was trying to say too. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. So, so technically, and again, totally in general, but anything at all can harness this protective power. So then, so then why are certain things used at a much greater degree, like quartz? Because they have that natural high vibration that comes from the elements around it. Okay, so some things inherently carry protective energy yes. and other things uh, an individual has to bestow the energy upon the item. Yes. You think about protective amulets. Sure. If uh, you have, you, you can put anything in it, but what do people usually put in those amulets? It's something, little pieces of what consecrated protective energy, and, and when they all come together, it is a lot more. Okay. All right. Well, that, I mean, that's good context. Okay. So... I have a question. Yeah, go. How much does belief and placebo play into this? Because if someone doesn't believe these things and they sit there and they make a little potion with the same ingredients, is it going to work in the same way that it works for the person who does believe it? That's a good question. That depends on the person and if they believe in the placebo effect. Well, I mean, what do you mean? I mean, placebo is for sure real. But I guess a different way of saying it is like, if if I don't have genuine intentions, like if I were to do it right now, and I I personally think most of it's bullshit. I obviously I believe very much in energy, um, like all the spiritual stuff. I I don't so much believe that like if I crush up eggshells like in the video and then mix it with salt, I have some kind of magical powder or whatever. I don't believe no. that. So if I were to do it though, and I no knock no. against people who do at all, but if I were to do it, being someone who absolutely does not believe in that. Would it still get the energy because I'm putting like my focus on it? I'm doing the same ritual or do you have to like, is it like Jesus where like you have to believe it genuinely? Or no, if you, if you even have good intentions, you, you don't have to be a believer, but you have a positive energy that you're putting into. You're doing it with positivity. Okay, so what if I do it with negativity? What if I go into it like, like, F this, this is bullshit. I want to prove that it's bullshit. You're, 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 you're going to get exactly what you put into it. So would it be neutral or would it, it would, would it create some kind of like a negative energy spell? That also depends on a lot of other things, but it's not okay. necessarily going to create a negative spell. It just more than likely nothing's going to happen. Oh, and by the way, if you mix eggshells with salt and you sprinkle it around your house, the ants will not come through. Well, that's a good use. I'm on board. Yes. I'm on board now. Okay. So that's what I would do. I was on salt for. 
Interesting. Okay. <laughs> the way to get Joe on board with I'm, witchcraft is to get the ants out. I'm a witch now. <laughs> I will be a witch if it keeps the goddamn ants out of my house. Okay. All right. Do, does anybody else have any questions for uh, I do. Okay, go. Yes. So what percentage of it is ingredients versus intention? Can you do this? Like, can I just take a box of Cheerios and crush them up and have an intention to do X, Y, or Z? Or do I yes. have to use eggshells? No. You can you can take whatever you want. This is what people think being a witch or witchcraft. That that's Hollywood. You go the old ways. Well, when you are putting in the intention, or you using things available to you that already have something charged, that's completely different. That that's that's close to paganism. Okay, so why not? just use a basic crystalline structure like water. Why do you need all these extra ingredients when you can put intention into water? Because they all have different, uh, different ingredients hold different components. It can make, it can modify a formula. Just like you have a regular water, you have flavored water. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like what, what is the percentage of the the overall effect? Is it mostly intention or mostly ingredients, or would you say it's half and half? That also depends on what you're doing. A lot of the things that can be done is simply only intention, and other things the mix up. Whatever you want to be that day. Why do you Why do you need the stuff at all? Would be my question because I, I believe we're inherently spiritual creatures. I don't believe you need a cross. I don't believe you need to go to church. I don't believe you need. A, a goddamn thing other than you and your connection as a spiritual being to the spiritual realm. Why, why the items at we all? We need a boost. We need a boost. But that we means have we're come weak. So far away. Yes. Because we've come far away from what we were naturally originally created for. Which was what? To be this spiritual beings that can't, do whatever intention allows us to do. Why is God not good enough? Why do we need salt or eggshells or, you know, any of it, crystals? Or... <laughs> because we stepped away from God and whatever you want to call the creator. Yeah, no, I mean, I get, I get that. But why, why is salt the intermediary? Why would like why would Jesus not be good enough for Christians and why for people who aren't Christian? Uh, why wouldn't just the God of the literal universe who created the eggshells? Why why do we need inanimate objects to be an intermediary between us and God? I get that we fell away, but the, what that kind of insinuates to me is like God is not great enough, or Jesus didn't do what he was kind of supposed to do, which is create that connection again. It's not God or Jesus. It's us humans. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know that we, we are the we, failures. Yes, because we don't have that straight God into Jesus that we should have. So well, we need the tools. We need every little bit of help. We need every little bit of uh, that little box that you plug in into your wall to uh, distribute your internet signal throughout the house. I guess I would argue so, if you had a good enough this, internet, you don't need it. Get better internet. Yeah. I have, I kind of have, this begs the question, 
if these things were as important as you say, and I'm, you know, trying to be respectful, then why wouldn't God or the creator in general leave a, a sort of manual to say, yo, in order to contact me, you need salt or you need X, whatever. But who said that there wasn't a manual? Let's let's take well, maybe a straight, there is. I haven't seen it. How about straight Christianity? Because most people who listen to this and most people who are here at least label themselves as Christian-ish, if not totally Christian. From a Christian perspective, we have nothing to to validate this. You have to leave Christian, which I have no problem with, as everybody knows. I have zero issue with leaving old Christian texts and books and because I it's I mean, you guys know, I have no issue with that. But from a Christian perspective, you we have nothing to back any of this shit. Zero. Absolute zero. So if you're like a, a an average Christian, I guess how, and I'm not saying anything about your beliefs specifically, but since you know about this stuff, if take, say we have a Christian who's none of us, who could, they claim Christianity, they claim Jesus Christ, they claim Yahweh is God. And they also believe in all this, you know, I'll call it new age stuff, even though a lot of it, it you know, predates some of Christianity, but they, they believe a lot of this stuff. How do they, how do you rectify that? Or how do you correlate that with Christianity? Because if anything, I would argue the Bible kind of speaks out against it. It's, it'd be hard to, without leaving the canon, so the Old Testament, the New Testament, it'd be hard to to not say it's it's some kind of heresy, right? What, to the, the witchcraft or using all the tools that God gave us? Yeah, I mean, it's idolatry and, no. and from a very simple point. No, let, 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 me, let me put it to you this way. So God did give us the direction in the Old Testament, and Jesus gave us the new directions in the New Testament, the dietary. The uh, the incense, the smells that appease God, uh, the way to do certain things, what to eat, when to eat it, the uh, the fasting. Fasting. Yes, when you fast during yeah. certain times of the year, and mm-hmm. some uh, in some Christianities, uh, like on Orthodox, uh, we have stricter lands. During some times of the year, and then during others, it's more less of it. And the reason the land is created is to lighten your body, so it does not stay in. Um, it, it it does not does not stop your spirit from being more clear to connect to God. So there are specific instructions of what you can eat and how you often do you eat. Sure. So your spirit can get the connection that we otherwise don't get. The, the manual is there. Well, I agree with the fasting, but that, I mean, that's 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 validated by the canon. Also, that's also validated by science to some degree is that, you know, the, but on, yeah, the, but the way the your spirit, brain functions. But on the spiritual, you don't do the fasting all the time. You don't do it every single day. Yeah. Yeah. But you do it during certain times of the year. And coincidentally, you're doing it during a certain between the spring equinox and between the first full moon. But it, so, but, yeah, 
my, my YouTube is trying to catch up with what we've already talked about. <laughs> I so I guess the fasting makes sense. So so same with the example I gave before, like a Christian who's who's a Christian but believes the New Age stuff. Fasting you can validate with the Bible, like the normal Christian Bible. You don't have to go to Enoch. You don't have to go to any of the apocryphal texts. Straight up Bible, any church in America, you can validate the concept of fasting. No Bible can validate the concept of using crystals or quartz or, or yeah. salt in a circle on a mirror. That's what that's yeah. more of what I'm asking. Maybe maybe not the salt in a mirror, but uh, if you look at the Old Testament, when God gave Adam and Eve the instructions when they first were kicked out of heaven, when he gives them the instructions of what kind of incense to burn and when to burn it because it appeases him, what kind of gifts to bring to the altar. And some of the, some of the stones, that's all crystals. When, are you talking about when they were kicked out of the garden? Yes, when they, they first became, that they had to survive without God and being in a garden. And God gives them specific instructions. I'm trying, sorry, I'm trying to pull things up so I can put it on the Look screen. Look at Adam and Eve book. But that's outside of the canon. Like the Still CIA thing? CIA thing. So they're, yeah. they're go ahead. What are you say? Uh, there's like a, like a, the book of Adam and Eve. It was written by like, what's his name? Something Thomas, Char, Chan, Chan Thomas, maybe, or that's the one I'm talking about. Okay, oh, yeah, but, yeah. But now we're still we're outside of the canon. So I mean, I can I can justify all sorts of shit if you let me use apocryphal texts, which are not in the canon. But okay, if, then go to Moses. Go look at what Moses because Moses burns the same incense he burns in the same ritual that God told him. He's also given him instructions on what to burn, what to eat, how to decorate the altar. There you go. That's that's a better. Yeah, that's a good example. That's a better example. There's a th there's more validity in that for sure. That's straight canon. And uh, there were a lot of things that they had the oils. I mean, there were things like yeah. that. So sure. And that's all everything that later down the line, they're saying, oh, don't use it because it is witchcraft. But. You know, I go to my church service and I get anointed with oil because yesterday was celebrated the birth of a, a Mother Mary. So I get anointed with the rose oil. Sure. No, that was a good example. That was a good example. So that that brings up we've got um, and not at all to put them on the same level because they're not. But you've got basically Catholics and Orthodox who still will adhere to and use a lot of the old traditional rituals, um, things like oil, incense. Um, using, you know, different kinds of candles for different ceremonies. That's a good point. Yeah, there. so those are good examples of Christians who um, who do do things like that. So sure, sure. So I guess when would you then consider what the new age people are doing, like some of the stuff that we're watching on TikTok that deviates pretty heavily from Catholic and Orthodox tradition, would you consider those things heretical? Because those can't be backed by the Bible. Whereas what the Orthodox Church does and the Catholic Church, albeit you've got some argument because you're talking Old Testament versus New Testament, uh, you can at least validate them with the canon. But some of the stuff we're watching from TikTok is there's 
it deviates from that. So is that heresy or would you say that maybe the Bible just didn't cover everything, which is the case for other things. And so they're just more of the same. These, these like I, I, the eggshells. I would say it did not cover everything. It, it kind of goes with what you said earlier about sorcery. You, uh, it's a, something you learn. It's a lifelong learning. It's the same as planting a garden. It's a lifelong learning. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that, I mean, that's more clear to me. Yeah. I get the kind of have something to say. Yeah, go. Okay. So, I mean, there's a common thread with all these ingredients. Uh, well, not all, but, a lot of them it's burn this herb or use salt uh, here and uh, use this oil most of them are antibacterial or even antiviral yeah um so i think a lot a lot of it boils down to application everything has an application and just because something has a property when you eat it for example doesn't mean that if you hang it out on your doorstep it's going to have the same property uh, so everything has its own application. And I think people take, you know, eggs protect the baby chicken. Yes, but they don't protect everything. They protect the baby chicken. Uh, they're, it's made of calcium. Calcium is good for your bones, which you can say protects you. But it's, it's the application that needs to be looked at and not the ingredient itself, uh, in my opinion. You are correct in a lot of it, but there is also different... Uh, departments of it. Uh, so the, the whole witchcraft or sorcery, uh, all of that, it has different subcategories. And you can use the, the all of these properties, you can use them as ingesting, or you can use them as a symbolic. And it works just as well symbolic as it does when you ingest it. Okay, interesting. Uh, I want to bring up a few things here from the chat because I've been totally ignoring it because I've been very invested. But um, Mikkel said, what can we make of the desperate woman who told herself, if only I touched Jesus's clothing, that may not be crystal nor eggshells, but it's kind of a superstitious faith. He says, I wonder. Another good example that uh, the old floof threw out was the the gifts from the wise men. Frankincense, myrrh. Uh, interesting things to just kind of point out. That was all. Yeah, they're all antibacterial and or conductors of electricity. Uh-huh. So, Ghost, what do you make? I, I, I missed some of what you said, but so re- maybe reiterate or expand more on it. What what do you make of that fact? Because that is a fact. I think Mikkel's right. I think uh, I think placebo. This is something that I wrote down and kind of like er- earlier. Uh, <clears throat> special things over time will be seen as mundane. One day, AI will be as ubiquitous as you know water or eggshells and we won't see it as special anymore so like we i don't know if if i if i put this as well as i thought i did um it was a random thought earlier in the show Makes but sense. yeah i think i think michael's right i think the placebo is extremely important placebo is not just the placebo effect how, how people say it's a it's something that God designed into us for a reason. And I think it's connected with faith. Um, I don't think 
like monkeys have the placebo effect. I don't think cats have placebo effect. Um, you know, I so think- I'll pull back. Yeah, I want I want other people to speak to. No, sorry, I was just saying I can't fool my cat, so no placebo effect there. Uh-huh. Right, Ghost. Why do you think you you said you think God ingrained that in us? Why? Because it seems to be a valuable mechanism to persuade, maybe. Um, because the placebo effect can actually make us feel a certain way. Yeah. So if you raise your child to believe that, you know, take any object, just a random object, and you, you tell them every day that this object means this. Whenever they see that object, they'll get a thought, and then that can, it leads them down a road of, this is, okay, let's get into what it, what is bewitching. We use mm-hmm. brainwash tonight, but it's it's the same thing. You're yeah. You're making someone believe something and attaching emotion to it based on repetition and, uh, grooming so to speak like you're you're attaching ideas to objects and i think that's um i don't know try to run with that that's a good point that's a good point that's a very good point uh any of you guys on here voice do you have anything to add or questions on that i i think that makes perfect sense personally And if no one else wants to say anything, uh, I also wrote down sigils are molecules. So expand more on that. Okay. Sigils are shapes that people give a meaning to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think molecules are sacred geometry. uh, And they are they are shapes that do specific things. Um, So you could kind of see sigils as like a low resolution kind of ignorant version of what a molecule is. Mm, uh, okay. But it's not like, it's like they didn't know that, but somehow they intuitively understood that different shapes can mean different kind of things. Yeah. There's a connection, but I don't know. I can't trace it. If that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's really interesting. <clears throat> Yeah, it's just a random thought I had. Like sigils, hmm, we're talking about magic and spells. So yeah, yeah, they're part of it. Yeah, it's something to think about. Interesting. But I think I think most magic is just either chemical, in the sense that, like, I can say, "I love you" to someone, and then boom, oxytocin erupts in their brain. Yep. Uh, or I could say something hurtful, and then boom, whatever erupts. Like, it's um. <clears throat> Words are magic in that regard. Yeah. But they're so ubiquitous now that if you were to say words are magic to like an average normie, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, um, everything is basically a chemical reaction and that includes emotions. Emotions are the result of a chemical reaction, right? Yeah. You know, I've told people before in conversation or whatever that like Aphrodite is oxytocin. That is what Aphrodite is. Uh, a lot of these gods are just personified kind of ways of learning about phenomena that they couldn't understand at the time. Yeah. They didn't know what molecules were and et cetera. No, I mean, it was the same thing, man. If you look at, you know, weather gods, it was the same thing, same concept. Yeah. Trying to understand something that whatever demographic or time period didn't understand. 
And I think some of these things were arrived at because they were taught to these people and other things were arrived at because some genius, I say that sarcastically, yeah, you know, came up with an idea that X means Y and they ran with it. And now people believe that, you know, whatever. Yeah. Silly things. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Mikkel said, uh, it's like ghost says it makes all the same in the world. Ritualistic placebo effect is God given has been so persistent since the beginning of time. I mean, it's true. It's true. Honestly, I didn't really think about placebo until you had brought it up within this context. I didn't really think about it. I think placebo is the gasoline for magic. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, it makes sense without it. It just, a lot of it wouldn't, wouldn't work. I mean, technology, the technology side of magic, you know, you have the word, word stuff and influence and persuasion, that side of magic, but you also have like technology, like quartz, no matter what country you're in, no matter where you're at on the world, quartz has a piezoelectric effect. Yeah. Just, it just does. Cause that's an innate property of it. And so when people say, Oh, quartz means this and it has protection and quartz means that. And it, well, all that stuff is just so subjective, but we know it's piezoelectric because we can test it and repeat yeah. it yeah. over and over. Uh, and I don't think we can do that with a lot of the magic stuff, but a lot of the new age magic stuff, not the real magic. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see them try. All right. Any, any of you guys uh, on the voice, anything else you want to throw out real quick? Otherwise we are going to, uh, I'm going to burn through a few more of these uh, wishy talks and then we'll do last words. And uh, I got to get out of here soon. I think well, that. I, I, the... I get out of here soon. Yeah. Don't you first. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, okay. I think that the biggest thing that I've always thought about with all of this and the biggest flaw is natural people, like just regular people who aren't really tapped into this thing, into spirituality and stuff. They Muggles. Have, <laughs> yeah, they've <laughs> so badly ruined their spiritual radar that they need these physical things in order to make themselves believe that there is a spiritual realm or like they need them to be able to tap into it because nobody can believe in anything that they don't see anymore. And so the whole like situation here is there's a whole disconnect of people not trusting what they can't see and not yeah. trusting themselves and not trusting yeah. words where they just need these physical things, you know? Very, very good point. Savage point. That's, that's, Super good that's point. Totems. That's what I'm saying about tools, why we need the tools, because we are the disconnected. Yeah. It's kind of like as a state. Uh, you can't touch it. You can't test it. The same thing with magic. You can't test it. You, you know it's there if you believe it's there. But we are so watered down and we are muggle that we need the tools not just to believe in magic, but to tap into it, to tap in into that vibration, tap in into that mode that even... Uh, Whatever the people call it, for some it's a realm, for some it's an energy, for some it's even the uh, the mind state. Yeah. So uh, I think I think this is uh, spot on right there. This is interesting, man. That was uh that was very good. All right, last last chance, last chance, anybody? Or I'm gonna go ahead and mute the Discord. Three, two, one. All right, y'all are muted. Don't talk. Um, 
Okay, that was a super good point, though, Mystic. Very, very, very good point. It's interesting to see kind of the two sides of of kind of what Mothership was talking about versus what Mystic had just brought up because they're kind of they're kind of antithetical. But that was a really, really good point that Mystic just brought up. Very, very good point. All right, we're going to burn through some of these real quick. Uh, if you guys want to do a part two to this, well, I guess part three because we already have two parts because we got booted off the stream. If you want to do another one of these on on maybe witchcraft specifically, and we can go deeper into the new age stuff and and kind of focus in on that, then let me know in the YouTube chat. Actually, I'll post the poll real quick. And see if you guys want to do that. All right, hit that poll for me so I know. And we're going to run through some of these real quick. So listen up. Anybody else think it's super weird that the Christians who take the teeth their kids lose and put them under the pillow for the tooth fairy and make birthday wishes off their birthday candles, decorate Christmas trees, leave offerings for Santa, and dress up like the Easter Bunny will tell you that you're going to hell for practicing witchcraft? Or is that just me? Anybody else? Okay, so kind of, kind of funny. And if anybody in Discord tries to talk, it's not going to come through to the stream. So if you really want to come on and say anything, then let me know on YouTube. But we're I'm going to try to burn through some of this. So maybe save it for next time. Funny because Christians practice pagan ceremonies, for those of you who don't know. It's just a fact. We Here's can go into it another time if you guys want to. I also have videos on YouTube explaining Christmas and Easter and things like that. But it's, we do it. We do it. Here is a quick and easy witch tip. Whenever someone's thanking you for something, never say you're welcome. Always say it's okay or anything like that. Just because as you're saying you're welcome, you're technically inviting that person into your life and you don't know their true intentions. Follow for more witch tips. Here is- So, just an interesting one. Just an interesting one. Oh, I pulled it off, didn't I? There you go. Sorry. Right, Everybody else it think again. it's super weird that the Christians who take the teeth their kids lose and put them under the pillow for the tooth fairy and make birthday wishes off their birthday candles, decorate Christmas trees, leave offerings for Santa, and dress up like the Easter Bunny will tell you that you're going to hell for practicing witchcraft? Or is that just me? Okay, so truth. Here is a quick and easy witch tip. Whenever someone's thanking you for something, never say you're welcome. Always say it's okay or anything like that. Just because as you're saying you're welcome, you're technically inviting that person into your life. And you don't know their true intentions. Follow for more witch. So this can go based kind of like Ghost said, words are magic. The the idea is that you're verbally opening yourself up to the other person's energy, I believe, is what she's insinuating. I oddly enough, I I agree to a point. Maybe not in the same way that she means it, but in a sense, I I mean I agree. I agree. Not to the point that don't say you're welcome. I mean, be polite. It's a social norm. I don't think spiritually the words themselves with no intention automatically let somebody enter your life, but all the same. My practice as a beginner versus five years of practicing. This is very occulty. And I can tell you that again from personal experience. I've literally been in the room. So there's that. Never pick up coins that you find on the street. 
because it can bring you bad luck. You never know who that coin belonged to before you found it. Money is energy. Don't take money from the hands of your enemies or people who wish you harm. When you move into a new place, don't bring your broom and mop from the previous place with you, as this can bring old energies back into your life. Try to refrain from celebrating your birthday in advance if you want a peaceful year and long life. Don't keep your flowers in cracked pots, as this can lead to quarrels in the family. Never. Okay, so a lot of superstition. That's what that is to me personally. That's my personal opinion. Just a hell of a lot of superstition. So that's that. That's that. If you guys want to do the part two, did the poll go through? The poll's being real weird. So I'll post the poll in um, in Discord and you guys can answer it there for whether we want to do another one about witchcraft and spells and sorcery and, and whatnot. And like I said, maybe we'll focus more in on, on the new age movement of it and go through a little bit more of it, a little bit more in depth. I made a Q and a, not a poll. Thank you. I'm an idiot. I gotcha. I gotcha. Here we go. Start a poll, baby. There we go. There we go, guys. I got it. Thanks, mister. This is why we need you around, because I am technologically illiterate. Okay, there's the poll. Hit that for me. I'll leave it up for like two minutes, and then we, I got to burn out of here. I got to get the kiddo to bed. Everybody on TikTok, I don't know why you're still here. That's a lot of people to be sitting there listening to silence half the time because people are talking in my ear and me totally out of context because you can't hear what the other people are saying. So props to you for being here. Next time, go to YouTube. Same username as TikTok. Join the Discord. There's a link in my bio there on, on TikTok. And then you can get the hell off of TikTok because it's not a great place to be. Can we get rid of our ritualistic nature? I doubt it. That's my opinion. I doubt it. I, I find it very unlikely. I think that's something that is to a degree ingrained in humans. All right. 100% yes on if we're doing a part two, technically a part three of this topic. So I will throw that in. The poll for next Thursday's topic will be up tonight. So look out for that. The poll will close Saturday morning because I need the weekends. Work has been absolutely insane. So I need the weekend to prepare for these. Saturday morning, you will be out of luck to vote on next week's topic. Sunday night, we're going to be going through chapter four and five in Second Corinthians, possibly six if we have time. If you missed last week, it doesn't really matter. I'll get you up to speed. That will always be the case. I'll make sure that nobody's thrown off if you miss a week or whatever. But Sunday night, 6 p.m. Central Time, we're back in the canon. We're going super deep like we used to when we were not doing Enoch. So any of you who have not been in the Bible study outside of Enoch, come on Sunday. Check it out. It's very, very different. It's very different. The way that I go about that is is dramatically different than what we did with Enoch. So consider coming to that. And then I was talking to Kat about the Saturday night stream and AKA's Paul's angst. Hell yeah. Uh, about adding the Saturday night stream. I'm hoping by either the end of this month or sometime next month to add that in. I just really want to make sure I can commit fully. And so I don't flake out because uh, we're just we're super busy. So. Very excited. It's going to be good stuff, but I will post the poll for next Thursday right now when we get off and I love you all. And thank you. Thank you all for coming on the voice, man. That's how it used to be. That's how it used to be. 
We'd have a group of people in there and we'd have a conversation. I hate talking for an hour. Believe me, that's so pure and genuine when I say that. I hate it. So please keep coming on. Keep coming on. Let's keep having conversations. That's why I liked doing this. It became very not fun for me when I had to come on here and just talk because I hate it. 100%. So I really appreciate everybody who came on to speak. Please consider continuing to do that. Even if it's just to ask questions, it gets the conversation going. And I want to hear other people's opinions, other people's voices. It's a conversation. Please help me try to keep it that way. All right, I got to go. I got to pee and I got to get to the bed. I love you guys all dearly. TikTok, get the hell off TikTok.